This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash happiest. You guys know I'm all about making our lives as easy as possible in sobriety. Well, you can eat stress-free this spring with Factor Meals, and they're offering my listeners 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month with code HAPPIEST50. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and dietitian approved You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options plus more than 60 different add-ons. What I love so much about Factor is that I've never been someone who makes time for cooking, but with Factor, I have delicious meals ready to go and on the table in just two minutes so I can get back to doing what I want with my time without the hassle of any prep, cooking, or cleanup, a total godsend. Factor's also celebrating Earth Day all month long, so look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash happiest50 and use code happiest50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code happiest50 at factormeals.com slash happiest50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. I just wanted to give you a couple updates before we head into this episode. I recorded the episode you're about to hear a couple months ago now. I'm just putting it out, um, but I wanted to let you know that as of the day this episode is coming out, there are only a couple days left, I think three days left, to reserve your spot on my sober trip to Spain. I cannot say enough good things about how incredible my sober trip to Costa Rica was. In fact, I did an entire episode on it. If you didn't listen to that one, you can. It was just a a few episodes back. Um, But I'm so, so excited for this trip to Spain. It's going to be so amazing. We're going to Barcelona, and then we're going to explore some coastal towns of the Costa Brava. It looks absolutely incredible, but I know that what makes these sober trips so incredible is the people and the bond that we all share. I know that I made lifelong friendships out of um, the people that I met on the Costa Rica trip. I have no doubt it's going to be the same thing in Spain. So if you'd like to join, I would love to have you. Um, you can head to the link in my bio on Instagram at Happiest Sober. Um, I've also linked it in the show notes of this episode. And I also wanted to share that I have started a sober community called the Happiest Sober Hub. I did a six-week holiday support group over the holidays this past year, and at the start of this year, I did a 12-week support group. I ended up loving it so much that I decided to just keep it going, so it's now available as a monthly subscription. So when you sign up, you get access to two weekly Zoom meetings and a private Facebook group. It's such an awesome community. Um, It brings me so much joy. So if you'd like to sign up, if you want, 
want some extra sober support or if you just want to be connected with the sober community, you can sign up at happiestsober.com if you head to the Happiest Sober Hub page or I've linked that in the show notes as well of this episode. And lastly, I just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode today, I'm chatting all about slips. And in the beginning, I share about my experience with slips. And hopefully this goes without saying, but I just wanted to make it very clear that I'm in no way trying to glamorize or encourage slips because I do speak about my slips in a positive way because I did really learn a lot from them and they really kind of like my experience with slips ended up really strengthening me in my journey in my sober journey it kind of really solidified my sobriety for me Um, and I share that more so for people who have slipped or who are struggling with slips um that's really who this conversation is for. Um, but with that being said, I hope that this episode is a helpful one for you. And here it is. Hello and welcome to Happy Sober Podcast. I'm Madeline. Thank you so much for being here. It is a Sunday morning. The sun is shining. I'm drinking coffee out of my mug that says hangover free what better time to come on and have a chat about sobriety. It is like absolutely our time to shine. So here I am. Um, Today I wanted to chat about slips. It's actually something that I've gotten a lot of questions about lately and I realized I haven't really ever talked that much about my experience with slips. So um, I thought I'd just come on and kind of share about the slips that I had in my early days um, before I got sober for good and kind of share my main like takeaways what I learned from them and then kind of my top tips for if you've had a slip. So when I first started on my sober journey I started off um, by identifying as sober curious. Um, It kind of just felt like it gave me some safety in first off like not having to commit to to forever to myself or anyone else Um, and so it was in that kind of time that I identified as sober curious that it took me a few kind of like restarts before it stuck. But when I was trying out sober curiosity, I definitely knew that like my hidden agenda was that I was really trying to get sober. So um, my very first day one, um, and by the way, I looked back, I still have my sober app on my phone. So I actually looked back because I tracked all of it to see <laughs> to see like what how how many slips did I have? How what were the days exactly between them? So my very first day one, um, I got seventeen days my first try, um, and then I I slipped on day eighteen, and I I remember all of them. So that first one, it was Thanksgiving weekend, and I went home to be with my family. It was just my immediate family, like me, my mom, my stepdad, my sisters, because it was still. Uh, pandemic times where you couldn't have big gatherings so um, I was yeah I had done 17 days and then we were having Thanksgiving dinner and I deliberated back and forth about it and I felt torn I felt like oh I'm this far I don't want to mess it up but then I I kind of just gave myself permission I was like I'm experimenting like I, I I'm, I'm just figuring this out I'm just gonna let myself drink um, and so I did and honestly I don't really remember the day after this I remember vividly the day after the last time I drank and I'll get there but I don't really remember the day after that first Thanksgiving slip but they all blend together because they were all the same they were all torturous in the morning it was just like 
I can look back and, and know exactly how I felt when I was waking up. Just like all the usual intense anxiety, like so much shame, um, just all of that. So they all almost like, especially kind of in those last months leading into getting sober, unless any of them were like significant where something had maybe happened, like otherwise they all just kind of blend together because they were just all the same and they were all awful. So I had that Thanksgiving day slip after 17 days and then I went three days next because I think, and like I've, I've learned that it's called the fuck it button I think (laughs) hitting the fuck it button when like you drink so then you just say oh fuck it I've already messed up so like may as well keep going I think that's what caused me to drink again and like only a few days later because at this time we were in the pandemic so we weren't really able to do much and my sisters and I had been getting together weekly for like we were calling them sisters nights where we would get together and we'd drink um and so that was one of the really hard adjustments in those early days for me I wasn't really being able to go and socialize normally but those sister nights those sisters nights were my like social interaction where I was like drinking every week with them um so those were hard in the beginning and because that was like my next sister's night after I had just drank and it had only been a few days so I think I almost had the mentality of like oh I haven't even really gotten that far I'm only I've only done three days so like if I have to restart again it's not gonna be the end of the world kind of thinking that was sort of my mentality but I really though really was like torn up about the decision for a while like I remember this really well I went to their apartment and um, I brought my alcohol-free wine but I also had a glass of I also had a bottle of actual wine there and I was going back and forth and back and forth and I was like so tormented by this decision I remember even like I wanted to drink so badly and I remember even one time like literally like crouching down in the kitchen just like torn up about like how badly I wanted to drink but knowing that like I was really trying to make this change and like I think I poured like I waited for a while it wasn't even maybe until like halfway into the evening that I finally just said screw it and decided to drink but like I think I maybe started off with alcohol-free wine and then was just like I wasn't even I was so not present from the night because my all of my brain space was just like am I gonna drink I want to drink no I shouldn't I want to and then finally I just I did um and again I don't really remember the next day because like it was pandemic times too so it's kind of groundhog day right and I was drinking all the time at that point and it was always just like suffering in the morning so I know I would have just woken up and suffered in the morning um And so after that, I got 22 days and that was the longest streak that I'd had. Um, And this was now leading into my final slip before it stuck because I had three and then my fourth day one was the one that stuck. So um, I did my 22 days and again, around the kind of like two and a half, three week mark is where I would start to kind of lose sight of, of, of my why a little bit. Um, I would start off feeling really good and really strong for the first few days and for the first week. Um, and then that's kind of when I would start to waver. Um, so basically I got my 22 days and I was, I was home with my family again for the weekend and it was a Saturday and something happened that I really, really wanted to celebrate. And I just remember kind of talking it through and being like, well, like, I have to celebrate this. There's no way I can't drink to celebrate this. And I felt really justified in that. Um, I think I felt very like, F it, 
this this has to be celebrated so I'm gonna drink I'm I'm justified in that it's funny because um I talked with I think a couple guests now about celebrations sort of being a trigger sometimes for wanting for for slips for wanting to drink it's not always bad things that make us want to drink it can often be really good things that make us want to drink and that's definitely what happened in this case and I remember not actually having that much fun that night like I really remember that and then of course having (laughs) a lot less fun in the morning and you know the other thing is that this is an important piece of it too is that the night before that was the Friday and I had hung out with my stepdad and my sister while they were drinking and I I was drinking seltzers I was staying sober and I had a really really great time and for the very first time I experienced that feeling of like getting that natural high like when you're especially when you're around people who are drunk and you're sober and then like you start to almost feel a little bit like buzzed off of nothing like I was drinking seltzers so I I really experienced that Friday night what it feels like to feel that natural high without any alcohol and it was actually a really good night and then the Saturday happened I decided to drink and then when I woke up in the morning on the Saturday, first of all, this morning I really remember. This one really sticks out because I felt so fucking low. I felt so low that morning. I was so anxious. Like I was just like, holy shit, I can't keep doing this. Um, but the other thing that really stuck out to me was the contrast of those two nights back to back, the Friday night of staying sober and the Saturday night of drinking. I realized like I enjoyed myself so much more on the Friday night like I actually had a much better night on the Friday when I was sober than I did on the Saturday when I decided to drink and get drunk and then obviously the morning was just terrible and something else that really really sticks out about this day um, is that on the Saturday or on the Sunday now um, my which ended up being my very last day one I was driving because I'd been with my family. I was driving back to the city and I had plans that uh, evening. I was just going to sit on a patio with my sisters um, to, to have drinks. And I remember thinking to myself on the drive home, I remember driving home, I guess, in the afternoon, still just like a ball of anxiety. And I remember thinking to myself, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to not drink tonight so that I can wake up tomorrow and not feel this way like I was feeling so awful and so low that I was I was just so excited to be like I'm so excited to not drink because I'm so excited to just like not feel this way tomorrow um I couldn't wait and that was something that really that feeling and that memory of of thinking that on that car ride really kept me going for the first while like anytime I felt any sort of tempted to drink I would come back to like remember being so excited to not drink because that's how awful drinking was making you feel that experience really helped me stay sober um but basically so that ended up being my last day one um and you know I don't think I knew it was going to be my last day one like it wasn't this clarity of like okay this one's it this one's final um never doing it again this is my final day one it I don't think it felt necessarily any different than any of my other day ones. Like there wasn't this different finality to this one. Um, I But I do think that that handful of experiences with drinking again gave me that last bit of clarity that I needed to make it stick. And that was really my big takeaway is like 
I really, I'm grateful that I drank those three times. I genuinely am because I think if my very first day one had stayed my day one somehow, I would have just been white knuckling it because I, I didn't have that clarity that I needed to really fully, like truly be done. And my slips are what gave that to me. And like even the experience of kind of like starting again a few times gave me so much like valuable info. It was such a learning experience for me because I've shared this a lot of times, but that was what really made me like have a little aha moment about needing to sit with my discomfort because it was really that like I noticed a pattern. It was really those like two times where I got like two, three weeks under my belt and then drank again. And then this time now, I was able to really recognize, okay, I can already see a pattern happening here. Once I hit X amount of days, I'm going to want to drink. And if I'm going to do it every time I want to, I'll stay in this cycle forever. Like I'll just keep repeating the same thing forever and I can't do that. So I just need to accept that I need to feel those feelings of really wanting a drink and just not drink through them. Um, so even that gave me a lot of insight and and clarity that I really think I needed. So That really is the number one thing that I want to say to anyone who's had a slip is first of all to not beat yourself up for it and I know that's a lot easier said than done especially if if like immediately after your slip when you're feeling all of those maybe heightened feelings after drinking but first of all we're doing such a hard thing. Quitting drinking is hard. Breaking a habit that has become so ingrained in your life like we drink for everything in our world you feel good you're happy great have a drink to celebrate you had a shit day great have a drink to take the edge off stressed out have a drink to relieve it like we turn to alcohol for everything and that's completely ingrained it's completely normalized and then add on top of it that we're dealing with an actual addictive substance here like you're doing a hard hard thing so What we don't need is to beat ourselves up for not getting it perfect on the first try. And the other thing I want to say about that as well is I think that it's easy, like if we're trying and then drinking again, like trying and failing to make it stick, that it's easy to get caught up in using that as information that like, oh, this just means I can't do this. Like, oh, I keep drinking again. I can't do it. And like, that's not truth. That's just a thought in your head. And if you need evidence To the contrary, you can look at all the people that have 10, 20, 30, 40 years who didn't get it on their first try. Like that's most people's journey. Not everyone's. There are people who have one day one and it sticks from there. But like a lot of us, it takes a few tries and that doesn't mean that we're not capable. It just means, like I said, that sometimes we have a little bit more to learn about our relationship with alcohol and that's exactly exactly what a slip is is an opportunity to learn and that's my number one kind of piece of advice is to use it as that like if you've had a slip you can use that experience to get so much more clarity on why you're even here and like take advantage of that so it let's say if it's like the next day or even within like a week after to really sit down reflect write down in detail how drinking made you feel write down in detail how you felt in the morning waking up like 
it's a perfect reminder of why we're on this journey. It's just a little blip that can act as a reminder. It can strengthen you. Like the last time I drank, it strengthened me so much because I had all of this just like objective information of like, look how drinking made me feel. Look at how I felt those two nights when I drank and when I didn't drink and look at the contrast and look how much better off I felt that time and look how terrible I felt not only in general but how terrible I felt about myself the next day after I did it and like all of that fueled my motivation so definitely definitely if you've had a slip write down in detail how it made you feel so that you can return back to it and the other thing that's kind of helpful is to really reflect on like why you took that drink so reflect on what kind of headspace were you in what caused you to want to drink like why why did you want to do that why did you because then it if you can kind of get clarity on the factors that led you to take that drink in the first place then you can kind of like arm yourself if you're ever going to be going into a situation like that again maybe you know to like spend a lot more time reflecting on your why or maybe you know like kind of some strategies that you can use if you're going to be in that situation again or if it's just this if it's just like I just really wanted to drink I thought it was going to make my night better then that's fine because then you can look at the fact that you drank because you wanted this result you wanted this feeling and then you can compare it to what the truth of the situation ended up being like I drank because I thought I was going to have more fun okay did I have more fun how did I feel the next day how did it actually end up making me feel what impact did it actually have on me because then that's clarity for you to fall back on next time you're feeling like it's going to be fun you can be like wait a second I've had this thought before what was the result so I really do think that sometimes slips are just the last learning experiences we need to get that extra bit of clarity to really, really be done and to be like at peace with being done, you know, like to really have a deeper understanding of the fact that there is no going back. Like the truth of the matter is I had to go back a few times to learn that there actually is no going back. And this is absolutely not me saying that if you're feeling weaker in your why or you don't feel like you have a lot of clarity or resolve right now that's not me saying go back and drink to get it absolutely not I'm just saying if you have and if you're beating yourself up or you're struggling or you keep slipping that that's a helpful mindset to have to be kind to yourself and to use that slip like if you've already had the experience don't let it be a wasted experience no pun intended, don't let it be a wasted experience, like use it, use it to strengthen your motivation, use it to to become more solid in this decision, like let how awful those slips felt push you forward to really want to give your all in sobriety and let's not forget all the things that we can do if we're really really in this like I I read so much quit lit I had like my sober support system I joined virtual support groups I leaned on my mom I joined the sober Instagram community like I did all the things to to work hard at staying sober and and I did so um I think those are really like to, to really kind of break it down my top tips for slips is number one be easy on yourself after like we all know the shame we all know that shame of drinking especially drinking again when we're actively trying to not drink be easy on yourself remember this is often not a linear journey just because 
you've slipped up does not mean that you're just not capable of staying sober. It just means those are learning experiences. And then number two, make sure that you treat them as learning experiences. Like they are opportunities to gain clarity. They're opportunities to feel even more strong in your decision. If we go back, it's an exact reminder of why we're here in the first place and what we don't want to go back to. So make sure that you really take that time to reflect and to not sweep all of those insights under the rug. So then number three, that being said, write it all down. Trust me, write it all down. If you've slipped and you feel awful, write it out. Write out how you felt. Write out why you drank. Write out how drinking made you feel. Write about what happened that night. Write about how it all turned out. Write in detail how you felt in the morning when you woke up. And then write why you want to not drink anymore. And then number four, return back to that all the time. Even when you're not feeling tempted, return back to it. It's so valuable such valuable information and just remember that you can do hard things even if you're feeling so so tempted to drink and you're you're in this cycle where you keep slipping up and you just want to drink again to remember that like you can survive that feeling of wanting a drink and not having one you can survive whatever feeling you're trying to numb with alcohol it's really hard but you're never gonna regret it you're never gonna regret not drinking and if you are struggling and you feel like oh my god why do I just keep slipping again and again maybe take a look at how you've been doing things like maybe there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing for you right now like maybe you haven't really been leaning on a community maybe that's a piece that's missing for you maybe there's like an action you haven't been taking taking that you know really helps you maybe you need to reflect a little bit deeper you know like we are never ever ever stuck and if what we're doing isn't working then there's so many different avenues different things to try and you absolutely can do this the fact that it hasn't worked yet does not mean that you aren't capable and there are so many people who can prove that to you but most importantly you can and you will prove that to yourself you can absolutely absolutely do this just keep going keep trying Be easy with yourself along the way and just keep remembering why you're doing this, why you want to be sober. That is the most helpful tool when it comes to slips is staying so, 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 so connected to your why. Thank you so much for listening this week. I'm cheering you on every step of the way. Remember that new episodes come out on Tuesdays. So if you haven't already, hit the follow button to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And of course, if you're enjoying the podcast so far and you'd like to rate it and leave a review even, that would be so amazing. Follow me on Instagram at happiestsober and at happiestsoberpodcast and subscribe to my weekly newsletter um, at happiestsober.com. I'll chat with you next week. Remember that life is happiest when you're sober. Bye. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, 
listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.